You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We glorify you. I thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. And as we go into perfect law of liberty, I ask, oh God, that there will be clarity, there will be revelation, there will be understanding, there will be transformation in every area of our lives. Let your Lordship be imposed over every area of our lives. We surrender to you completely. We surrender to your Lordship. We surrender to your authority. We surrender to your kingship. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I want you to... Um, Understand that the issue of lordship, I, even though there are there've been debates about this subject, especially among theologians, and um, one of the things that you, if you are somebody, if you are a reader and you read a lot, you'll find that there are some people that try to undermine and underplay the issue of lordship. And the reason is because of uh, is because of some other theological views that they have held. Especially people that believe in eternal security. People that embrace the doctrine of eternal security don't really, they struggle with the issue of lordship. Because eternal security tells you once saved, always saved. Okay, so once you, once you invite Jesus into your heart, it doesn't matter how you live because you're saved and once saved, always saved. So there are people that hold that view. And so because they hold that view, they struggle with the issue of lordship. And uh, if you listen to different people, I don't know, in, the, in this age of podcasts, I don't know what you listen to. But don't be confused. Don't be confused. <laughs> if he's not Lord. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. The issue of Lordship. Let me give you an example. In the Bible, right? In the New Testament, for example. Jesus is called Lord 747 times. And if you understand the word of God, and you understand the ways of God, God has a system of, should I call it, a, I'll call it the system of preeminence. Okay. So whatever is dominated, whatever, whatever, is emphasized tells you that it is preeminent. Whatever principle. For example, I mean, and not to undermine the, the aspect of uh, Jesus being our Savior, but if you compare Jesus being our Savior to Lordship, oh my, 
He's, he's, he's said to be Savior 24 times. But Lord, 747 times. Now, God always says what he means, and he means what he says. Okay? So, if God emphasizes something, and you undermine it, who is wiser? Who is smarter? So, it doesn't matter your, how you interpret the scriptures. You cannot underplay the issue of lordship. Are you following me? Yeah. You cannot underplay that. And it overwhelms other principles <laughs> in many ways. So the point is this. He wants to be Lord. <laughs> he wants to be in charge. And we need to give him that which he deserves. Amen? So the issue of lordship, it didn't start with the New Testament. It started from the Old Testament. Okay? It started from the Old Testament. And uh, let me just read a scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 10. Moses is speaking. In verse 15 he says, The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them. You above all peoples, as it is this day. Therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart, and be stiff-necked no longer. Now, remember, he's telling them about their fathers, how God, why God chose them, or how God chose them, right? And now he's saying to them, they must circumcise the foreskin of their heart. It's a heart matter. And don't be stiff-necked. In other words, don't be stubborn. Don't be uh, self-willed. Okay? It's good to be strong-willed, but you know, your, your, your strong will must be pliable in the hands of God. Because many of us, when we've made up our mind, God can't even change it. Once you've decided, doesn't matter what God says, you have made up your mind. That's being stiff-necked. And then he now says in verse seven, 17, he says, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords. The great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, nor takes a bribe. <laughs> Just adding that. God, your God, He is the God of gods. So that's to tell you there are other gods. Are you following me? There are other gods. But there is no God that is above this God that we worship. There's no God that is above him. He's a Lord of lords. There's no Lord that is above him. No Lord. 
So, since he is God of gods and is Lord of lords, guess what? Every other God is subject. Every other God is subject. Every other Lord is subject. And let me say this, that God made us in his image after his likeness. All right? And I, for me, the issue of lordship is vital because I feel that God also wants to bring us to a place where we can operate like him. Are you getting my point? Where we can operate like him. So in other words, if God is Lord, that means there's a place where you can become Lord. Lord over situations. Lord over the enemy. Come on. Yeah, the enemy should not be Lord over your life. You should be Lord over the enemy. So, if you don't embrace Lordship, what's going to happen is that you will struggle to exercise Lordship. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So, that's why when the enemy introduces all this, all this uh, interesting and smart um, uh, ideas and opinions to take away the Lordship of Christ from the lives of God's people, why is he doing that? To weaken you so that you cannot exercise Lordship over him. So, if he made you after his image, in his image, after his likeness, there is a way that God operates that you can operate. There is a way that God talks that you can talk. There is a way that God exercises authority that you can do that as well. But it's all subject to certain principles. And a certain keys in God's word. And that's why the issue of lordship is important. You remember the story of the centurion. When Jesus, when he heard about Jesus, he sent them to, he sent people to go to Jesus and tell, my servant is sick. Please come and heal him. And the Bible says that as Jesus was on his way, he now sends people to go to Jesus and say to him, don't bother coming. I am not worthy to have you under my roof. Alright? I'm not worthy to have you under my roof. And what is he talking about? What's his roof? His authority. I'm not worthy to have you, to bring you under my roof. But he says, Speak the word only. He says, I'm a man under authority. I say to one, do this, and he does. Go, and he goes. Come, and he comes. I am under the authority of Caesar, the emperor. So because of the authority that I am under, I speak, and people carry out what I say. And so he says, you just speak. 
And Jesus was blown away. He says, I've never seen this kind of faith. Not even in Israel. He was linking this man's understanding of lordship to faith. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So many times we say we are walking by faith, but we are not subject to his lordship. We're not subject to his lordship, so he can't even tell you what to do. Because you have this great kind of whatever you call faith. So he says, I'm a man under authority. I'm under Caesar's authority. And because I'm under Caesar's authority, I speak and people obey. And now, Jesus, I recognize that you are under the authority of the Father. So because you are under the authority of the Father, speak. And I know your words will come to pass in my life. It will come to pass in the life of my servant. So you don't have to come under my roof. Just speak from wherever you are. The word Lord means master. The word Lord also means owner. Okay, there are different ways it's used in Scripture. It also means owner. It also means king. It means emperor. <laughs> so when, when somebody takes that out of your faith, out of your Christian walk, do you understand what they're doing? So you are now the Lord of your life. Huh? So when you sing, I am the Lord that he left me. I am the Lord, my healer. Come on, just yourself. Huh? The, 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 the one within you. The you inside you. That's humanity. So circular humanity is, 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 is bringing, is making man Lord. Huh? Is making man the ultimate sovereign over his life. So, in other words, don't listen to anybody, listen to yourself. And that is one of the, the tricks of the enemy to weaken God's people. I think it's James chapter 4 verse 7 that says, uh, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. The question is this, why would he say submit? Why can't he just say resist the devil? Why, why can't he just say resist the devil and he will flee? In other words, when you exercise authority over the devil, First thing he checks is, what lordship are you under? What lordship are you under? Oh, but I called the name of Jesus, nothing happened. Who is your lord? Who calls the shots in your life? Who calls the shots? Who has the final say in your life? That's your Lord. 
So I feel and I know. It's not just a feeling. I know. <laughs> I know and I can see what the enemy is doing. By attacking the issue of lordship. He wants to weaken us. He wants to bring us to a place where he can have easy access. Submit yourself to God. So when it comes to the issue of lordship, it has to do with obedience. It has to do with submission. It has to do with submission. And that's why you can see, that's why Jesus was so powerful. Why? Because although he was God, he did not consider uh, equality with God as something to be grasped. He made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. And he, you know, yielded to the, um, to the lordship of the Father. You see? So, everywhere he went, when he says, come out! Immediately they look, oh, uh, no, the lordship <laughs> is in place. It's in place. Now, if we're going to do the things that God is telling us, that he He's calling us to do, I'm telling you, we cannot compromise this aspect. We cannot compromise this aspect. We must ensure, and I'm not saying you have to be perfect before God can use you. Far be it. That's not what I'm saying. If that be the case, then God will not use anyone. Okay? But your heart needs to be yielded. Your heart needs to be surrendered. Your heart must bow. Don't be stiff-necked. Okay? Don't be stiff-necked. Bow to His Lordship. Because, number one, He's your owner. He, he bought you with His blood. Do you know you don't own yourself? He owns you. Okay? So if He owns you, guess what? He has the final say. It doesn't matter how anointed you are. It doesn't matter how many angels come to you and talk to you. If Jesus says no, it's no. Are you getting me? Yeah. He's your owner. He's your master. And you know what? It's actually liberating to have Jesus as your master. Proverbs 29, verse 2 says, it's that, it says, um, um, when the righteous are in power, the people rejoice. Okay? In other words, when the righteous are in charge, who is more righteous than Jesus? <laughs> so, but when the wicked rule, In other words, when the wicked is Lord. Yeah? The wicked is Lord over your life. And the wicked can be the devil. It can be you. Because the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. So if your heart is what rules you. <laughs> yeah. God have mercy. 
If you are left to yourself, at best, you just mess things up. That's your best effort will mess it up. Maybe your worst will destroy everything, but your best will just be a mess. Okay? So what does it say? Yeah, when the righteous are in, in authority, the people rejoice. When Jesus is in authority, when he is Lord, there is rejoicing. Because he calls the shots. Under his lordship, there is joy. That's what it means. Under his lordship, you are not going to groan. I think there's another, another, okay, yeah, it's this one. It says, but when the wicked man rules, the people groan. So anywhere you see people groaning, you know who is ruling, right? Remember Israelites in Egypt? They, God heard the groaning of the people. Why? Why? Who, what, who is making them to groan? The wicked Pharaoh. The wicked Pharaoh. So that's why lordship is not... And negoti- negotiable. You, you can't negotiate who is Lord over your life. Look at what the Bible says, Psalm 110, verse 1. David is speaking by inspiration here and telling us about, about um, the Messiah, right? It says, the Lord said to my Lord. So in, the, in Lordship, there are, in God's, uh, in God's kingdom, in God's uh, scheme of things, there are hierarchies of Lordship. Okay? So the Father is also Lord. The Lord said to my Lord. Who was he talking to? The Father was speaking to Jesus. No, no, the Father Okay. You know the oneness um, gospel is like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one person. No, no, no. That's confusion. He's not they're not one person. They are one but not one person. My wife and I are one. But we're not one person. She has her personality. I have my personality. Don't be confused about it. Because if you come around us, you'll know the difference. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you. Immediately you just know, ah, well, okay. You'll see the difference, but we're one. Okay. So the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies your footstool. And that's why when Jesus came, everything was under the lordship of the Father. He made sure. Even when people came, when that rich man, you remember that rich man that came to him? Oh, um, 
good master. Or what did he call him? And he says, why do you call me good? There's only one that is good. And that's the Lord himself. So when you look at the Hebrew, um, the Hebrew scriptures, the lordship you find that there is, yes, the Father himself revealed himself as Lord. That's why we see Jehovah. Yeah, Jehovah, that's Lord. Huh? You know all the Jehovah's in the Bible. Jehovah, what? Come on. Rapha, Sitkenu, Saboth, Jireh, Nisi, huh? El, that's El Gibor. That's the man of war. Huh? Jehovah Mikadesh. Hmm? Yeah? The Lord that sanctifies. Jehovah Rohe. Huh? The Lord my shepherd. And the list goes on and on and on. What's he saying? I'm Lordship over, I'm the Lord over your health. As Lord over your health, I am Rapha. You see, he's Lord. And that's the Father himself. He's supervising your health. So, and when you take Lordship out of Christianity, do you see what you are robbing God's people of? Jireh, he's Lord over your finances. He's Lord over your provision. When, he, when he's not Lord over your finances, my goodness, you're going to grow. Huh? When, when the Lord is Lord over our finances, we will have cause to rejoice. Are you getting me? I don't want to groan. I don't know about you. I don't want to groan in any area. The only groaning I want to groan is in intercession. To birth the purposes of God. I don't want to groan because the enemy is making me to groan. I don't want to groan because of any Pharaoh. I refuse to give any Pharaoh that privilege of making me to groan. Because I want to bring myself under the Lordship of Jesus. The Lordship of Jesus. So if Jesus, who is God, God in the flesh, allowed himself to be under the Lordship of the Father and operated as a surrendered vessel, as man, under the Lordship of the Father, anointed by the Holy Spirit, was able to do the things he did. And now he says, because I go to the Father, you shall do greater things. The works that I do shall ye do, and greater than this shall ye do. Why? Because I go to the Father. Now, if he says that, and you think that you can underplay the issue of logic, 
No wonder we are so powerless. Because we have taken the power out of our walk with Christ. Just fancy, fancy philosophies. You know, and all kind of imaginative theories and concepts that came from the wisdom of men and then took away the very things that will make us to be powerful. Jesus raised the dead. We should be able to do that if we are under his lordship. That's why you see in Matthew 28, when he rose from the dead and when he commissioned the disciples, let's turn there. Matthew 28, when he gave them the great commission. When he gave the great commission, before he gave the great commission, the first, the, there was what he said before he commissioned them. He said in verse 18, all authority. Can you see? All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. How many? How much authority? All authority. Do you know that before the resurrection, Jesus did not have all authority? I know some theologians teach that he, you know, he worked miracles as God in the flesh. No. He worked miracles as the Son of Man. All right? He forgave sins as the Son of God, but he did not work miracles. He did not raise the dead because he was God in the flesh. He raised the dead because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He was. Um, uh, Working and operating as the Son of God, right? The Son of Man. The Son of God. In a way, Son of God. Anyway, the Bible says, as many as receive Him, to them He gave what? Power to become sons of God. Yeah, so the, the, the uh, authorized King James says, sons of God. Other versions says children of God. I prefer sons. Because there's a big difference. You know what the difference is? Unto us, a child is born. And unto us, a son is given. So, you cannot, God will not give you to the world until you become a son. You're a child. Let's celebrate. Ooh, children. Oh, aren't you so cute? And the angel will be saying, oh, cutie, cutie, cutie. Huh? Heaven is saying, oh, cute, cute, cute. But hey, until you become a son, you cannot share in his government because the government is on the shoulders of the son. You see? So the issue of lordship, that's why I, I, that, that's why I, I know it's critical. Because if we, if we don't get that right, if we, don't, if, if we don't get that established in our lives, 
then we will not get into a place where we'll begin to operate in the government of heaven. Because the government is not given to children. It is given to sons. That's why Jesus never worked any miracle until he was 30. And before he worked any miracle, the father said, this is my beloved child. Huh? That's right. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What pleased him about Jesus? He has paid the price. He has gone through the process. He has been fully prepared. He has been tested. He has been tried. He has been tempted many times. He never told a lie. Never even thought a wrong thought. Imagine that. He never knew any sin. Jesus didn't know any sin. So in other words, he never even lost it. He never hated. He never got jealous. Never. He never looked at anyone to say, you know, to start harboring any thoughts, evil thoughts about anybody. Never. No record of that. And despite all of that, he was tested in all ways. And in all of that, the Bible even says that he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. In other words, even though he was perfect, he had to suffer. So what makes you think that your Christianity is devoid of suffering? We have suffered some things as a church. <laughs> I don't need to tell you. Yeah? But I know the enemy is fighting us. Why? He knows what is coming. Amen. He knows it. And I'm not deceived to be distracted. When Jesus was suffering... <laughs> In, this, in the moments of his suffering, you know his disciples deserted him, right? <laughs> Peter said, I go out fishing. <laughs> oh, I'm coming too. Huh? So he learned obedience. He had to go through some things. Tested. Even there was a time Satan came to him and said, look, if you just worship me, you see, all this process you are going through is, is, is not necessary. I'm going to, I will deliver it to you. Everything. Showed him the glories of the world. All the glories of the world. The kingdoms. Showed him everything. He says, look at all of this. Do you know that when he showed Jesus, he even saw our age. And saw the technology. 
and saw everything that is coming. And he said, all of this I'm going to give to you. I will give you all of this. Very simple. Just bow and worship. What's he saying? Come under my lordship. Do you understand what this? If you come under my lordship, it's all yours. But of course, you will still be under my rule. He didn't say, he didn't, he didn't explain that. <laughs> he didn't explain that you will still be under my rule. I will give you all of this, but you still, I'm, I'm still above, I will still be above you. He thought he was smart. And Jesus saw through all of that. He saw through all of that. I want us to take the issue of lordship seriously. Continue to give yourself to his lordship. Are you following me? Continue to give yourself to his lordship. Even if what he's doing what you are going through is not what you want. Make sure if you get anything right, you get your submission to his lordship right. Then eventually <laughs> you are going to see his power in your life. If God cannot tell you to go and minister to the person next door, if he's, if he's not Lord enough to instruct you, <laughs> how do you expect him to, tell, to, to, to anoint you to raise the dead, for example? If he's not Lord, if he cannot tell you how to spend your money, for example, you know that Jesus made a statement. I'm, <laughs> I just remember that he said, you know, you cannot serve God and mammon. So in other words, mammon is the Lord over the economic system of the world. That's the Lord of the economic system of the world. But so Jesus is saying, listen, you cannot, you cannot bring yourself under the lordship of mammon and then serve God. So allow him to be the Lord in every area. You cannot say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord over my soul, but just don't touch my relationship. No. He wants to be Lord over all. He wants to be Lord over all. Why? He paid for it all. <laughs> or is there any part of your life that the blood of Jesus does not cover? Huh? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Yes, ah, no, as for this side. <laughs> this one is, uh, no. No, there's no area. So he's, he wants to be in charge. And guess what? When he's in charge, you rejoice. <laughs> so the question is this Are you under the Lordship of Christ? Or. Are you under your own lordship? 
which is actually a contradiction because if you're under your own lordship, <laughs> you think you are under your lordship, but you're under <laughs> you're under another lordship, a disguised lord. He's pretending to be out of sight, but he's actually at the center. I don't know about you. I want Jesus to be the Lord in every, every area of my life. I want him to be in charge. So Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given uh, to me. Right? Go therefore. Huh? Because you're my disciples. So, you are now under my... It's now official. Before, you've been my disciples, yes. But now that I've been promoted, I'm also promoting you. Remember, before now, they were only sent to the house of Israel. Go nowhere except to the Lordship of Israel. Now that he is risen from the dead, he has lordship over all. Lordship over all. So because of that, he says, now you can go anywhere. Hallelujah. Because you are under my lordship. And because you are under my lordship, you are covered. Go and make disciples of all nations. Not just Israel. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Why? It's all covered under his lordship. We know that the world lies in wickedness under the sway of the evil one, under the sway of Satan, under the lordship of Satan. That's the world. But we of the kingdom of God are not under the lordship of Satan. We are under the lordship of Jesus. Hallelujah. So in other words, when you have, when you have to make a decision, you need to consult with your Lord. Don't just say, oh, well, you know, it just makes sense, you know. No, it doesn't make sense that you are saying that you are under his lordship. But then you won't ask him. <laughs> You'll be surprised sometimes when you ask the Lord. When you begin to seek the Lord, he, 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 when he answers you sometimes, you know, yeah, he does it. He's good at it. It's a way that he would test your lordship. He would test your allegiance. He will test your commitment. He will test your faith. He will test your trust. Come on. 
He will test you. It's like, Abraham, my friend, Abraham. Abraham, Abraham. I don't know how he, he used to sound when he talks to him. You know? Abraham, my friend. Because, I mean, if we are friends, I'm sure, you know, there's probably some, you know, some way that he will talk to him. Isaac, that's Isaac, you know, your son. The one you love. Give him to me. Abraham obeyed. Why? That's to tell you who his Lord is. You will always obey your Lord. So who you obey is an indication of who your Lord is. Huh? There's nobody that is not under any lordship. <laughs> Everybody is under a particular lordship. But we can tell from who they obey. You are servants to whomsoever you obey. If you obey the word of God, I don't care what anybody says. If the word of God says, this is not okay. Guess what? It's not okay. Even the father himself. You know what? He has exalted his word above his name. So, if the father is under the authority of his word... And Jesus is under the authority of the Father. Who are you under? Who are you under? Hmm? Powerful, smart, intelligent. No. You don't need, I mean, I don't need to be under anyone. You know? <laughs> doesn't work like that. I want to be under his lordship. I want to be more yielded. Huh? Maybe, maybe it's just 90% that is under his lordship. I want it to be 100%. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Because there are some, maybe there are some areas where God can't, God, you can't say anything. Just leave this side alone. You know, that kind of, <laughs> don't even touch this. This, it's sorted. It's, it's settled already. He wants to be Lord over all. And as it has been said, if he's not Lord over all, he's not Lord at all. So it's deception for us to think that he is Lord over just certain areas. To be Lord means to be sovereign. To be supreme authority. The supreme authority. The ultimate authority over my life is Jesus. And because I'm under his lordship, guess what? Nobody can just come and take my life. He has to consult him. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
You don't just go see somebody's child and start, start whacking and beating the child. You, you, you get into trouble. Especially in this day and age. Huh? With the new, new law. Even your own child can challenge your lordship. Welcome to South Africa, the land of progress. Hmm? Look at Europe. Look at America. Has it helped them? We, we need to pray for this land. Let's pray for the Lordship of Christ. Amen? To manifest in our lives, in our homes. In this nation. We want his lordship. If Jesus is lord over our president. If he's lord over all our parliamentarians. If he's lord over, uh, over all our ministers. Do you know there's going to be a difference? So let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Let's talk to God. <clears throat> mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. We thank you. Thank you for your lordship. I want you to just take a moment. Just, 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 just tell him, Lord, I surrender to your lordship. I give you full control. I give you full control. I don't want to be confused by some smart people. I don't want any smart person to come and confuse me about my allegiance to Christ. I believe and I confess that he is my Lord. He's the Lord of my life. I believe and I confess that he's my Lord. He's my master. I belong to him. He owns my soul. He owns my life. Give him lordship over your life. I know your sins are washed by the blood of Jesus. I do not undermine that. I do not undermine that. But his sacrifice deserves our obedience. His sacrifice deserves our obedience. His obedience to the Father deserves our obedience. My Lord and my God. Any area of your life that is not under His Lordship, I want you to bring it under His Lordship now. Tell Him, Jesus, 
I bring myself under your Lordship. I bring my life under your Lordship. Spirit, soul, and body, I bring it under your Lordship. I surrender it all. We sang the song, it all belongs to you. My life, my mind, my soul, it all belongs to you. You are the rightful owner of my life because you are my Lord. You are the rightful owner of my life. I surrender. I surrender. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we yield to you. We surrender. Jesus, we surrender. We surrender to you. Every area of our lives, our careers, we bring under your Lordship. Our future, we bring under your Lordship. Our relationships, we bring under your Lordship. Our ministries, we bring under your Lordship. Our callings, we bring under your Lordship. Our businesses, we bring under your Lordship. Our families, we bring under your Lordship. take your place as Lord and Master. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want every eye closed. If there's anybody here you say, maybe listening to this message, you say, Maybe there's an area of your life where you have been the Lord. I know it has been a struggle for you just to allow Jesus to take control of that area. Just raise your hand and I'll pray for you. Heavenly Father, you see these hands. I ask, oh God, that you will move Help them in those areas. My Lord and my God. Every other Lord that has been in charge of those areas, I command right now to lose control. In the name of Jesus. Let the power of every other Lord be broken and neutralized. In the name of Jesus, Lord my God, I pray, I pray, O oh Father, that you will manifest yourself in those areas of their lives. Begin to manifest your Lordship, even as they have invited you 
tonight. Let them experience you. Let them experience your Lordship. Let them experience what it means to have you rule those areas of their lives. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.